Welcome to Let's Grow. This is a personal development podcast, and I'm your host, Jeremy A. Taylor, but you can call me JT. Whether it's a short message from yours truly or an interview with a special guest, this is your place for weekly encouragement to keep going and growing. My goal here is simple, to leave you better than I found you. And I know your time is valuable, so let's dive right in. What's up, guys? This is JT, and welcome back to the Let's Grow podcast. I'm excited to introduce you to a friend of mine today. We're going to talk a little bit about active lifestyle, strength and conditioning, fitness, that component of taking care of yourself, because if you don't physically feel good, it's hard to do good, in my opinion. But just know, before I introduce our guest, uh, this is your, your place for a shot of encouragement, real conversations, real people. We just want to leave you better than, than we found you, nothing more, nothing less. And so, I'm excited about that. I have out of Somerset, Kentucky, Mr. Jeremy Tui, or rather Coach Jeremy Tui of Tui Sports Performance, and uh, I'm excited about this conversation today. Jeremy, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, Jeremy, I, I appreciate you having me on. I, I've been I've been a listener for a little while since I discovered your podcast. And you, you put out a lot of awesome stuff. You keep us motivated and put out a great message that we all need to hear. Good stuff, man. Well, I appreciate those kind of words. Jeremy and Jeremy hanging out today. I don't get to say that very often, so uh, you guys obviously easy to remember his name today. Uh, but Jeremy, you are in the strength and conditioning field. Uh, you do some. Uh, you work with teams. You work with individuals. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started in this space of strength and conditioning, uh, and then uh, you know how you how you, how you decided to start your own business by opening up a gym. Right. So I, I was an athlete myself growing up playing baseball in a baseball family. Went through the Somerset school systems here in the Somerset area. Uh, once I got to college, um, I played a little bit of baseball and then realized my passion was really on the performance side of things, uh, the training, the conditioning. And so I started to pursue that with internships at UofL, uh, getting my name out there, meeting coaches. Uh, shortly after, went to Lipscomb, did the same thing. And then I was able to get an opportunity to go overseas and work with some professionals. Uh, which was different for me, getting a different perspective on, you know, rehabilitation, performance enhancement, uh, it was, which was really neat. And from there, I decided, you know, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Started asking around, talking to coaches in both positions of private sector and the team setting at college and professional. And I decided the way I wanted to run things was probably better in the private sector. And that way I could, you know, kind of have a little more security in what I do and uh, promote the things that I believe in. Good stuff. Good stuff. So. Obviously, it requires, you know, a, uh, a background and the right education so that you know what you're doing, you know what you're working with, you know how to help people. Um, but outside of the physical fitness component, the, the strength and conditioning and the teaching on, on strategy and, uh, and, and developing out programs and providing that type of coaching, um, you know, you and I have had some conversations about at the end of the day, we're all in the people business. And so I've seen a lot of content that you've shared lately on Twitter that talks about, you know, uh, becoming a, you know, it's one thing to know what to do. It's one thing to have an expertise in this field, but it's another thing to know how to coach people and how to relate to people. So, you know, what are you learning in that regard and, and how is that focus helping, helping serve your business and your clients? 
at the, at the beginning of, of my career, when I started, it was all X's and O's, you know, the reps and the sets and the schemes and the right exercise. And now I'm starting to understand that it really comes down to relationships um, that, that, yeah. yeah, that coach player relationship. And it goes a lot deeper than any exercise you're going to do or any program. So it's really keeping a positive environment. And, and you know, you, you, you teach us that you, you teach us that, you know, it, it takes a, a stimulating environment, a, a positive environment. And, and as a coach, it's my job to make sure that hopefully the time that athlete spends with me is one of the best parts of the day. Um, because you and I both know you're in your teenage years, there's a lot of stresses. There's a, there's a lot of expectations. I mean, it's, it's probably the most pivotal point of your life where you're trying to figure out who you are. And so it's, it's more, more important than ever that these kids have a positive role model. Someone reinforcing them, Hey, you're going to make mistakes, use them to grow. You know, yesterday's gone today's today. Um, just, just things like that. Uh, be, being, being in a position that you, it, the ultimate goal is to be a coach you wish you had when you were 14, 15, 16. I like that. I like that. That's good stuff. You know, whenever I was teaching uh, in the public education sector, I used to think to myself on a consistent basis, I want to be the teacher that I wish I had. Right. Right. Not so much necessary. The folks now don't don't miss the message here, guys. Jeremy isn't saying that uh, he wants to 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 be the the cool coach, right? That everyone can just simply relate to and everyone has fun with. While there's a time and a place for that, he wants to be the coach that's adding the maximum amount of value to his clients, right? To the people that he works with, he wants to be the the coach that people admire, respect, appreciate. It's not just about uh, the fluffy idea of being the cool teacher or the cool coach. Right. Uh, we want to be someone that also challenges people uh, while we're also encouraging people and and uh, people respect that. Right. Uh, you could be a great guy. You could be a fun guy. You could be a cool guy uh, and not get anything accomplished, you know, uh, and we don't want to right. be that that kind of person. But I love how you how you mentioned that about relationships, because when I talk to a lot of young people, I tell them like one of the most important things and uh, soft skills that they need to cultivate is understanding that no matter what they do in life, whether you're a strength and conditioning coach like Jeremy you know, here, or whether you are working in education field, or uh, if you go into the medical field or uh, manufacturing, it doesn't matter. You are going to have to deal with people, right? And I think people, sadly, man, I think a lot of young folks lack, you know, some of those people interpersonal communication skills today. Uh, so I like that you made that plug. So Jeremy, you know, you mentioned working with young people. Uh, you want being in the gym, being in your space to be the best part of their day. You know, what, what types of, of clients do you work with? Uh, you know, do you just focus on male athletes, female athletes, teens? Tell us a little bit about your clientele. So as far as ages go, it's primarily middle and high school. Uh, and, and it's probably 50-50 uh, male and female. Um, and, and there's not really a particular sport that comes in more so than others. I would say soccer is, is the largest population of athletes I work with. And for good reason, that's probably one of the highest injury rates in any sport. Uh, but it's, it's just a bit. That's interesting. I, I never, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So ACL, ACL, MCL, uh, you know, knee, knee issues are so prevalent in soccer. So it's extremely important. Those athletes provide themselves with the resilience to perform at a high level for a whole season. But um, yeah, so you so you learn as a coach when you when that's the population you're dealing with. There's you need to sometimes be the therapist, so to speak, to because and and while I'm not only there to help them build their you know their health and their bodies, it's it there's emotional aspect of that too. They they you know they need to have that shoulder to cry on occasionally, and they need they need that that ear to to lend into. It's just um when you're when the population that I deal with, high school and middle school, you're just you you take on a lot of roles. 
I can see that because as a former high school basketball coach, I, uh, I, I know, I know that story all too well. And so, and it's important to be flexible. And, and I like how you said, you know, you, you're working on developing that capacity to be even more personable and relatable so that you can add value in, in various different situations, right? Like you talked about the different facets of coaching, especially young individuals uh, playing a number of roles. But um, Jeremy, uh, when I think about a strength and conditioning coach who, you know, operates a, a standalone business, you know, you're, you're an independent business owner, but clearly you're working with athletes that have parents, you're working with athletes that go to various schools, you're working with athletes that have various coaches, and those coaches have different opinions about certain things. What kind of challenges would you say you run into in that regard of trying to uh, put out the best product you can, provide the best service, but yet still realizing that you got to be sensitive to, you know, different programs, different coaching styles. Talk a little bit about that, because I'm sure that's a that's a challenge to some degree. So it it'll forever be communication. It's always communication. You, you know, I, I've I've struggled with early in my career setting an ego aside and you know trying to do things my way. When in reality, I'm the I, I always see myself as the assistant. I always see. Um, I'm the one who's doing whatever I'm doing is supplemental to that team or, or culture or environment, um, which was something I've learned throughout the years. So I, I don't hesitate to contact a coach and say, hey, coach, you know, this player is coming to me for a little extra help on whether it's speed, strength, mobility, whatever. Um, I just want to keep you in the loop of what we're doing or um, I'll make sure the parents are aware, hey, you know, so-and-so is having this sort of injury, this sort of nagging irritation, but whatever the issue may be, communication is key because if, if you've got a private coach and a, a, a skill coach not on the same page, then, then you're, you're not doing what's the best interest of the kid. It's usually coaches doing what's in the best interest of themselves. So just I think the big thing with that is communication and being willing to understand that everything I'm doing is supplemental. Sure. Um, what 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 I do never takes priority that's good because you know being a former basketball coach from time to time I have parents who will reach out to me by way of you know word of mouth you know someone told someone who told someone that Jeremy occasionally works with kids on some one-on-one skill development right uh ball handling shooting technique right agility things along those lines uh, to help them grow and develop as a basketball player. It's not something that I promote. Uh, it is an avenue that I thought for some time that uh, I would I would work on and push, but then I decided that it wasn't, uh, in my opinion, the best use of my time. But I still occasionally work with some kids, right? Um, and I realized that, you know, without that communication piece, like you said, that if a coach finds out that a parent is investing a little extra time and money in additional instruction and skill development with someone like myself, then it's very easy for without communication being where it needs to be, it's very easy for a coach to assume worst case scenario where they're undermining our instruction or they're teaching them things that doesn't line up with our philosophy of the game, so forth and so on. And so uh, I think you're right. And, and that doesn't just translate to work, that translates to, to life relationships. You know, Jeremy, you know, you're married. And so that translates to, you know, the, the marriage, right? And, you know, and right. so there, there's, 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 there's so many things that they can tie into as far as communication is concerned. But I want to ask you, shifting gears real quick, what do you enjoy most? What do you enjoy most about what you get to do 
in this strength and conditioning world and, and uh, training and developing athletes? I would say attending, attending the games and seeing the, seeing the hard work pay off, seeing the, you know, a kid, a kid coming to me and saying, you know, coach, I feel a little better after 20 games. Because uh, the whole goal is to make sure they just feel better. You know, the cramps decrease, things like that. Or maybe the, maybe the confidence, you know, coach, I feel more confident in my games. I feel more confident going to practice. I feel more confident around the guys and the girls. Definitely, the, the, it's always the emotional side of things. You know, coach, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for um, you know, being in my corner during the difficult times, things like that. It's never the, the you know, the PRs or the or the, the first pull-up, which is always cool. Don't get me wrong. That's obviously that side of things is awesome too. But it's always the the, the small triumphs that yeah. they think of you to share with. And that, that to me is the most rewarding experience for a coach. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I, uh, and, and I, you know, I know several of the athletes uh, that, that you work with here locally because of uh, attending a lot of sporting events myself and my wife. Uh, being an assistant chair coach at Pulaski County High, so I get an opportunity to to be around the, the the game there some, and know the coaching staff, girls and boys basketball and and football and whatnot. And so it's it's awesome to see those kids excelling and and getting stronger, uh, you know, helping their teams grow and get better. And uh, you know, to some of those athletes out there on the on the court, I I, I just want to I want to give you your flowers right now, my friend. Some of those those some of those athletes that I've seen out there competing you know over the last few months it's obvious that they've been putting in the work because you can tell you can tell with their physical condition you can tell uh, how they're getting up and down the floor you can tell that they've got they've got some bounce when others don't uh that they're getting after loose balls that maybe other people can't get to right there's just a, a lot of things that translate to what you're doing so i, I really appreciate jeremy the work that you do well thank you and that's 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 i try to reinforce that too in a sense where i say you know guys i i, I I put videos out there. I put content out there, but you guys don't have to talk about the work you put in because people who know the sport like you will see the work. You know, you'll see the bounce. You'll see the, you'll see the velocity. You'll see the explosiveness. And, and that's a big thing is just let you know, put in time to work and people will notice. And you bring up a great point there. Like you look out into the social media space and you see so many young folks bought into this trend of feeling as if they have to post what they're doing all the time. They've got mm -hmm. to post the, the off-season training or in the lab putting in this work, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they, they feel like they have to share all this stuff when, again, like you said, let the results speak for itself. You know, where, uh, I mean, how do you feel about that? You know, do, just, just, just some thoughts there. You can be candid about, about some of that. But I just think it's, it's so crazy that kids feel like they have to have this affirmation and this approval that, hey, look at what I'm doing. I'm in here putting in this work. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, what – is it just about viewership? Is it just about likes? I mean, what do you think, Jeremy? I think it's unfortunately – I think we've created a culture where it's it's unfortunately about viewership and likes. Uh, you know, I, I, I watched the special on Netflix the other day. It was The Social Dilemma, and it talked about – the brain triggering, the reactions that happen in the brain from the likes, from the views, from the, the phone being lit up. And, and it's, it's a little concerning. And I, and I, I do think that's part of it. I think people want to be noticed for their hard work, which, which, um, which I don't have a problem with, but that's, that's one reason I share so much because I hope it alleviates them having to feel like they have to do it themselves. And, and I understand that we've created that culture. We, we, you know, we've made social media a stronger presence. Um, but, but from a standpoint of the athletes, I, I do think there's a lot of value in working in silence and letting your play doing the talking. Um, yeah. There's a lot of humility to it. And, and I think it shows 
a sign of security. Uh, I, I think those that tend, and we, and you and I talked about this personally, you know, the person that feels like they have to get things out there, they have to show, you know, here's me reading a book, so and so and so. There's a lot of insecurity there. They need the positive reinforcement. And so that to me is a sign of strength when an athlete can say, I'm working, no one has to know, but they'll, they'll know when the season starts. I heard that. <laughs> I'm working, nobody has to know, but they gonna know when the season starts. Right. They're, they're right. going to feel me. They're going to see me. They're going to respect the fact that I've been working on my game. I like that, man. That, you know, that that's a powerful, that's a powerful piece there. So many young kids need to hear that. I appreciate you sharing that. Jeremy, what's up? You know, now that you've been in this space of being a business owner, because there's a difference in, you know, just knowing how to uh, put together a strength and conditioning program. Then, then you tie in the the, component, the relational component of coaching and connecting with people. Then you tie on the component of running a business. It's a multifaceted thing. You know, it's it's challenging, and I'm sure you've had some highs and lows and ups and downs trying to get things off the ground. How have you stayed? How have you stayed encouraged? How have you stayed positive, man, and trying to build out this dream, trying to do this work that you love? Because there, there's so many people, Jeremy, who uh, I would venture to say. They have a dream, they have an aspiration, they have a desire to do work that they really enjoy doing like you. Uh, you have a passion for it, uh, but it's tough, it's hard. And so how have you stayed encouraged? How have you stayed positive in the process? So I, I, that's funny. That's really funny you asked this because I thought about this the other day. It, it, I, it's, it, David Goggins was talking about this. Uh, under, under, knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know and understanding what you're good at and what you're not good at. So, so you, you, you have to understand you can't do everything by yourself. So I was, so there was a time where I was really struggling as far as the, I was working a lot of hours, I was exhausted and, and I'd probably take on too much. So what I do, I reached out to you and, and sitting down with you literally changed the course of how I viewed not just my profession, but how I viewed, you know, my time with my wife, how, how I spent time at home, uh, the things I prioritized. And then I reached out to another friend, Vernon Griffith, who's a, who's a, who's probably the mobility guy in, in strength and conditioning right now. He, he pretty reinforced a lot of things you told me, you know, you got to learn to prioritize things and, and, and take into account what you can live with, what you can't live out with. And then from then on out, it just changed the trajectory of where I was heading. Um, I have a renowned purpose in what I do. Um, I, I've got motivation that I didn't have before just because I see God's hand in what I do more so than I ever have. Um, it, yeah, I just think I, I th to answer your question, I just think you have to put ego aside and say, I can't do this by myself. I'm going to need positive voices in my life uh, and that, that can keep me going and remind me, hey, it's a, you're going to have it's, it's a roller coaster and you're not always going to be a high. You're, you know, you're what is it? You're uh, it's uh, you're hot today. You're not tomorrow. Um, there's going to be times like that. And you just got to be very understanding of it. Inspect it. It's a uh, weathering the storm, I guess. Man, that is such a pivotal piece in saying, and like you said, throw the ego aside, uh, just walk out, walk out the humility of being able to, to, to comfortably and confidently say, man, I can't do it all, right? I can't do it all, and it's not necessary that I do it all, and I don't have to be anyone else other than me, right? I can emulate some things that other people do. Uh, there's other people who are, who've been there, done that have the t-shirt, wrote the book, so to speak, right? I, I could follow in their footsteps and I could implement some things and duplicate some things. But at the end of the day, I still got to be me. Uh, and I, I've got to be, the, I got to work to be the best version of me. And I got to work on being a healthy and whole me. Because if I'm not healthy, you know, you talked about prioritizing time, making sure I'm, I'm taking care of these different areas of my life. Because if I'm not, that's going to affect 
well, you know, what I'm doing as a strength and conditioning coach, and I'm not going to be at my best. And so, you know, man, that's, that's so – I, I, I could literally camp out there, and we could talk about that all day. And, and I appreciate the opportunity to, to sit down with you when we did have that initial conversation because, you know, it, it, was a, it was a reminder for me that I'm not the only one who feels the way that I felt, right, at that time about some things because of, of how you were feeling. Like, and I think uh, part of this also a deeper conversation is the American dream, the American way kind of pushed us in this direction of feeling as if we have to focus so much on accumulation and achievement and we've got to grind our face off and burn the candle at both ends. And I've always got to be doing something in order to feel important and so forth and so on. You know, I think it, it even goes deeper. And even from a male perspective, right, who we are as men and what society has, uh, you know, sold us this lie that, uh, that we have to produce so much more than someone else in order to feel more masculine. And there's a lot there, man, to unpack. And so I don't want to get off track and, but you know me, I can get excited about talking about any, about any of this stuff. Uh, so, Jeremy, when it comes to let's let's talk about you know living a healthy, active lifestyle because I, I would I would venture to say that some listeners saw the title of this podcast episode. They saw that there's a strength and conditioning coach who focuses on uh, you know health and wellness and helping people uh, stay stay healthy and strong. They thought, man, I, I think I can get something from this guy that can help me live an active lifestyle. So when it comes to that piece, what are some recommendations you would make for people who maybe they're not a may, maybe they're not trying to increase their 40 times or increase their vertical leap, right? But they just want to they just want to feel better. They want to feel better so they can do better uh, and they want to be functionally fit. I like that term, functionally fit to just perform the daily tasks that they need to perform in their life. What, what would you say to some of those people? What are some rec recommendations you would make? I think the big thing for uh, the general population is to not worry about modalities, not worry about, you know, ext extremes when it comes to nutrition or training. Find what's going to be consistent, no matter what it is. Um, find what's going to give you joy. Uh, and, and most importantly, just find what can give you pleasure in being around others. So, so if it's walking, walk, if it's, if it's, you know, if it's strength training, strength training, if it's uh, running, run, if it's CrossFit, CrossFit, it, you, you got to find what's going to make you happy and what's going to give you fulfillment out of what you do. Um, to that point, for a long time, I thought, you know, powerlifting was fun and cool. And then after sports, I thought, I'm not really feeling a lot of fulfillment out of this. So I, so at 31 years old, I'm training like how I would train one of my athletes. I'm literally doing plyo box jumps. I'm doing uh, plyo pushups. I'm doing med ball throws. And just that sense of moving again has helped me found, find a new purpose in what I, how I train myself. So the big thing for the general population, I think, is just finding what works for you as far as no matter what the modality is. And, and then also practice balance. Your, your nutrition is not going to be perfect. You're, you're going to miss a day of training. Just don't let that let you fall off the wagon. Um, just keep moving forward. It's, it's, it's not a, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You got to make the small changes and, and, and don't expect to, you know, do the big things early. Uh, just, just small incremental changes that can lead to the big changes later. Yeah. I think, you know, as a former athlete myself, I look out and I, and I believe in all that's all those are awesome tips. And, and I'm in total agreement with you. Like if you're not going to do something that you enjoy, uh, if you're not doing something that you enjoy, a really good chance you're not gonna do it right? because like right. I said, the general population you know there's nothing holding their feet to the fire that says you have to get up and go work out today right 
uh, there's nothing holding their feet to the fire. They, you know, they're, they're not on a college scholarship that says I have to compete at a, at a high level in order to stay on this team. Or so general population, we got to be doing things that we enjoy moving, biking, swimming, running, whatever that is. And also not falling in the trap of feeling as if we have to do what everyone else is doing. Right. Uh, the, the, the next trend that you see. And of course, obviously in the health and wellness and fitness space, those trends are happening all the time. Right. And so I'm sure that, you know, you're probably having conversations with athletes and helping debunk some myths and helping correct some things and uh, teaching healthy habits, because a lot of the stuff that we see isn't sustainable. You know, it's not it's not healthy. It's not sustainable over a long period of time. But, you know, when I think about what you talked about, I oftentimes think about the madness and the excitement that people have whenever uh, the new year starts. Right. Oh, new year, new me, baby. You, no, no, I haven't. I've never, I've never heard. Hey, it starts the first. Yeah. yeah it's... This is, this is, this is my year, right? I'll, I'm going to get my swag back. I'm losing some weight. I'm feeling great. I'm going to yeah. do my thing. Right. Uh, I'm going to work out more. I'm going to eat better. But so like, why is it that people can't really stick to some of those things whenever they, they uh, they set out on that new journey at the beginning of a new year, Jeremy. What what are your thoughts there? I don't think the reasons are deep enough. Uh, they they it, it's usually for shallow reasoning. Like I'm just going to fit into these jeans. I'm just going to be able to fill the sleeves of my shirt. When there's no sense of you know I'm doing this for lifelong health. I'm doing this for joint health. I'm doing this to feel better. I'm doing this so I can go out and play with my kids and not hurt after. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you've got to find purpose in what you're doing. Whereas most people are saying you know, shallow reasons that are unsustainable. Yeah. Uh, it's it's got to be more than what you see in the mirror. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, you know, I think so many people, uh, it's kind of like, uh, well, I've got this, this such and such coming up, so let me try to knock off a few pounds. Or I've got this going on, so let me try this out, like you said. And uh, it makes me think about some kids. And, and this isn't this isn't a knock at, at these young guys by any means because I know you deal with this conversation a lot. Matter of fact, I remember like uh, a minning at the top of my lungs reading one of your tweets not long ago because you were talking about how people get so caught up on what their max is, right? On the bench, <laughs> right? On the squad, right. yada yada yada. And I'm asking, I walk into school and uh, I'm getting ready to talk to a group of students and you know, I'm inter introducing myself and meeting and greeting whatever. A uh, group of boys, as soon as they, they, they meet me, they're like, uh, you know, that, that testosterone's flowing. They're like, hey, yeah. uh, you, you you work out? H how old are you? Do you work out? Hey, what's your max bench? And I'm like, well, right. come, on down yeah. here. come on down here. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but it's so yeah. funny, man, like how people focus on that stuff. Where do you think that mindset came from, Jeremy? Where do you think that mindset came from? I think it's entirely ego. It's a thing where, you know, it's we, the industry I'm in is entirely built on how I'm how, how you're compared to others, right? Uh, strength training, you, you want to be stronger than everybody. Sports, you want to outperform everybody. So it's always about comparing yourself to others when in reality, very few are trying to be better than who they were yesterday. Oh. And that takes a lot of maturity. Yeah. It takes a lot of maturity and it takes a lot of strength to be able to do that. Um, my favorite conversation I've ever had with a uh, high school athlete, he was super happy about his max. So obviously I was still very polite. I thought, man, that's awesome. That's great. And, and he, and the message he was delivering though was a little alarming because that's obviously his program was entirely fixated on that maxing out. Sure. And so I just simply asked him, I said, that's, that's great. Uh, is your vertical better? Well, 
Well, no, no, same readings. Well, what about your 40? Same readings. Um, and, and so he got to where I was proving a point. And he said, yeah, he said, I see your point. He said, I'm training for a shallow reason. Like I mentioned with the, with the uh, uh, January 1st resolution, he, he didn't see a purpose in what he was doing. He was chasing a number, so to speak. Yeah. And, and once he got there, he, he's like, well, nothing's really changed. I can just lift more weight than I did yesterday. I, I think it's entirely dependent on we, we, we've built this uh, environment of you've got to be as big and strong as possible. And if you, if you are, you're better than your teammates. Well, you know, to be honest, that number on bench press never has once shown up on a scoreboard. Oh man, you gonna hurt somebody's feelings on here. <laughs> True it's a story. True. The 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 kid the kid who's who's lining up against you in another uniform doesn't care what you max or what you press. He cares if he's better at basketball. He cares if he's better at football than you, if he's faster than you. And that's, you know, I think, I think it's a, it's from a standpoint of just complete ego. It, 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 like we said, it, you gotta be able to set it aside and say, there's purpose in what I'm doing. It's not just about impressing someone else. Totally. Totally. And um, goodness gracious, that's, that's worth its weight in gold. Um, you know, cause you mentioned that conversation and, and really helping that kid, to, to process and unpack, you know, it's silly for me to be focused on these numbers because of those questions that you were asking him and, and how he was, you know, picking up what you were putting down, so to speak. And uh, it's, it's, it's wild. It, it's, it's crazy to see uh, just how much that translates to real life application. And if we don't have a strong enough reason why, right. If we, if we don't have a, a deep enough purpose uh, and, uh, a focus for the right reasons with the right motivation, we're one rarely going to go out and continue doing something and doing it well and doing it well for a sustainable, you know, a, a long period of time. Right. Uh, right. You know, there's, there's, you know, there's a, you know, you obviously enjoy doing what you do and it, it shows in your conversation. Uh, you even look the part, Jeremy, you take good care of yourself. You know, there's a there's a credibility and integrity piece there, right? That that, that comes with this work of, you know, uh, it's you can't really walk into a gym and say, well, this person's going to train me, and clearly they don't take good care of themselves, right? Uh, and so, in other words, there are a lot of people that are just doing what they do just to go through the motions, just to collect a paycheck, uh, just to say they're a business owner, uh, just to have a particular title. Uh, but then there's other people who do what they do and they do it well because they genuinely care about it and they believe in it. And, and I know that because you believe in it, that obviously helps drive the results that your clients get because they trust you, they respect you, they believe in you. Um, so I just want to make that plug. Uh, another thing about like sustainable lifestyle with just the, 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 the average population um, you know, we're, people are always looking for the quick fixes, Jeremy, right? I mean, you yeah. talked about doing something and doing it over a long period of time. But, you know, I believe supplements, you know, healthy supplements have their place in the, the sports performance world. When you know what they are, you know what you're doing with them, you know why they work. So what are some, what are some things, what are some suggestions you would make on, you know, uh, uh, performance supplements and what what you recommend and so forth and so on. You know, uh, I'm I'm curious to hear that. So, nine, nine times out of ten, your athletes are going to be deficient in vitamin D. 
and definitely not eating enough protein. So I always, the, the two first ones I always say, get a protein shake and add it to your meal. Don't let it, don't let it take the place of a meal. Yeah. Uh, and then get vitamin D because most, especially today with cell phones and gaming systems, we're not getting outside as much as we used to. Uh, so those are the two big ones. I do believe creatine has a lot of sports performance benefits. Um, that being said, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and there are a few cases where it's not ideal. I, I have some buddies who took some creatine back in the day, but I never did. I honestly can't say I knew the benefits of it, nor did I, did I do the research, you know? Well, and the wild thing now is, is, is if you keep up with current research, they're, they're finding uh, uh, benefits to brain health, memory retention. Uh, the, the list of creatine benefits is right. And, and it's, it's just continuing to prove to be a, a beneficial supplement. Um, beyond that, I don't really have a lot of things I push on my clients. Collagen recently is something that I like for joint health. Uh, and I've had athletes have a good response to that. Um, but outside of that, I think you're getting dangerous to the point where they try to take too much. I know SARMs is a big thing right now, but it's a big test, quote unquote, testosterone booster uh, with little to no research to back it. And I, that's probably something I get asked about twice a week. And, and I was there. I was I was a high school athlete taking the product that promised me that if I would gain, you know, 10 pounds of muscle in 10 days. Uh, would, and and I, it's just allowing these athletes to see for themselves, you know, here's what works. Here's what doesn't. Here's the research. And that's where you have to learn how to communicate with a teenager on, on what's because because it's really tough when you've got your super jacked influencer saying, here's what I take, because no influencer out there is admitting I take anabolic steroids. Sure. They're 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 saying they're saying take my product. Sure. Yeah, totally. What what about what about how much our how much caffeine our society consumes? What about that? And you know, you and I we we've sat down before, we've shared a cup of coffee. You know, and then you've got energy drinks with, you know, an, an alarming amount, 300, 350 milligrams of caffeine in it with other products in, or other ingredients in there that literally it's like, you know, warning, uh, your eyeballs may melt today. Uh, <laughs> you know, your, <laughs> your, your, your uh, little toes might fall off, right? You know, you got all these crazy, freaky warning labels with stuff. But um, one thing that, you know, I think about is, you know, how many energy drinks I see young people with. And that was becoming a pretty big trend when I was still in public education. I, I was, you know, I stepped out of public education in 2011, 2012. We had a, a gas station across the street from the hospital that I taught at. And it was nothing for kids to walk in every day for breakfast. And they had two Red Bulls, two Monsters, right, uh, for breakfast, right? And they're, and, right. They're sucking, and they're sucking these things down. So what, what about caffeine and energy drinks? Jeremy? It's alarmingly prevalent um, and pre-workouts to, to that point. Uh, it's funny. I've actually, I actually tweeted today and it's getting a little bit of traction about pre-workouts. Uh, the, the, it's when you and I were in high school, we probably had two options. I think we had Red Bull and then the Blue Monster uh, or the, the Blue uh, Rockstar. Sorry. But yeah, uh, this, these levels of 300 milligrams of caffeine. And, and I, I joke with these kids all the time, but trying to prove a point, you're, you're 16 years old. Your energy is, it should be peaking at higher than it's ever going to be. Ever, ever. And it's, it's, it's a thing where, and I'll tell you back, back to the, the influencer, the influence of an influencer, uh, dry scooping pre-workouts is a big thing right now. They see these influencers dry scooping pre-workouts and you're seeing all across the country, people having uh, a, a heart palpation or part, yeah, heart, heart arrhythmia, uh, all these issues because of the pre-workout they're taking. 
And, you know, obviously some, some companies are, are able to uh, stand by a product that's a little bit cleaner, so to speak, uh, versus other companies. And so, you know, I, I would assume you would recommend, you know, doing your due diligence you know, to the best of your ability before choosing any of those products because, um, you know, whatever products that people are taking, uh, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, there's definitely some that are worse than others. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that the, the larger problem is, is that people get into a space where they're, they're using that to replace what our bodies are already designed to do if we are, you know, moving our bodies the way that we should be moving our bodies. And, you know, we're, so uh, all that being said, just to kind of tie, tie, tie together, you know, the, the strength and conditioning and healthy active lifestyle component, Jeremy, you know, I, I teach a, you know, I talk a little bit about this concept of working toward finding balance. Now, I don't believe that you can have total balance in life because I believe that we live in a fallen, broken society. I believe that this world is imperfect. I believe that we are imperfect people. So therefore, we can't obtain uh, total balance. But I do believe that spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and then relationally, those four kind of pillars, if you will, uh, that we should be working on those areas of our life in order to be a little bit more balanced. Now, and because I, I feel like one area of our life impacts every area of our life. You and I have kind of chatted about this a little bit before. So when it comes to the physical component of taking care of ourselves, you know, what outside of what you've recommended uh, on a, uh, outside of what you recommended there to like the, the general population, um, what, what would you say are just some, some baseline benefits of exercising on a regular basis that because people aren't getting that today, uh, we're struggling as, as a people group, as a population, state of Kentucky, the United States of America, you know, what, speak to that as, as we work to close down on this, on this exercise and active lifestyle piece. And I think it's important that we stop promoting so much that the fit, the physical aspect of exercise that, that in fact, your mood will improve, your sleep will improve, your relationships with, with others will improve. It's not, we're not just a, we're not just promoting exercise because you'll look better or maybe you'll perform better. It's it, your, your, everything about your life will improve. You'll, you, you know, you'll feel better in the morning. You'll sleep better. You're, you're, you'll be in a better mood when you're at, with your, around your coworkers, around your family. I think it's important that we don't just continue to push these shallow motives. Uh, I, I think it's just it's just way too common that, you know, we push the weight loss, we push the muscle building, we push the whatever the goal may be, when in reality, we should be saying, you know what, you may feel better about life in general, you may feel you may look at your uh, spouse with a more positive perspective, you may look at life with a more positive perspective. Um, I, I think it's just getting into the more like the more foundational reasons we want to be happy. Uh, just just things like that. Totally good stuff there. I appreciate you sharing that. Jeremy, I, I notice online that you and your wife enjoy uh, frequently visiting Disney. Is that is that correct? That's correct, and it, it's going to be that way the rest of our lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell me, where, so tell me, where where does the the, the Disney excitement come from, and uh, what are what are some things you guys enjoy most about about visiting and hanging out down there? Well, here's the funny thing. So our first trip, Mary just spontaneously hit me with, we should go to Disney. This was probably six years ago, seven years ago. And I was totally against it. I, I said, no way, Disney World. I mean, I, I like the movies growing up as a kid, but not, I don't want to go to the parks. 
and uh, she joked, and and so we so we planned a trip. We went, and and we. I mean, I'll admit, on the ride home, I told her I said I probably enjoyed that more than you did. It was just it it was just fun. It, there's just it is a magical place. You have a lot of fun. Uh, food's awesome. You know, all the things you get to see are awesome. But uh, yeah, so so it's we're definitely we're gonna be lifelong attendees of the parks. And personally, I, I really love Epcot. Food's unbelievable. The rides there are fun, uh, and and I I'm, I love people, so I don't I don't mind being around massive crowds of people. I don't mind people watching. I don't you know I like the noise. Uh, it's just I guess that's just my personality. So I, I have no problem. First thing I'm always told is I can't go to Disney because I don't like being around that many people. I love it. I love the noise. I love the fast pace. I, I, I but and and obviously we watch the movies. We watch the shows. Like we're all we're all about it now. Yeah, it's it was a funny start to where we are now. That's good stuff. Yeah, you're talking about food and, and uh, enjoying just the, the, the atmosphere down there you know it, that makes me think about something I was going to ask you earlier in regards to you know nutrition now uh, I know you're not a registered dietitian but obviously as a strength and conditioning coach you study those things you uh, you follow people who are experts in that field that way you can offer credible advice uh, and instruction with folks as it relates to their diet and, and whatnot um, but you know what what uh you know one uh are, are there certifications in that area that you have that i'm unaware of no no so i so my master's degree at lipscomb was in exercise science and sports nutrition that's why i chose that particular place because you did get that dual approach of getting sports nutrition sure. um but when it comes to actual advice i like to defer to a registered dietitian because that's what they do and that's what they're licensed to do yeah good stuff so and I, I wanted to make sure that I was clear on that. That way our, our listeners knew as well. You know, if, if folks find you on social media, decide to follow you, that way they know what to expect from you. If people ask questions, they know what questions that maybe you can field um, and what your expertise is. But uh, as it relates to diet and nutrition, you were talking about how much you, you enjoy uh, food at the parks. You know, whenever, whenever you're not uh, cautious about what you're putting in your body, what are some things you like to splurge on? What are some of your favorite? Oh, man. So, unhealthy eats. so I, I've got a weakness for ice cream. Uh, really, really bad problem with ice cream. Uh, pizza's pizza's my go-to. If I if I if I had one day left on earth, I mean pizza three times a day. I could, I literally could eat pizza seven days a week, like nine days a week. But yeah, that's yeah. good. So pizza, ice cream, anything else? Uh, well, at Disney, it's just unlimited options. You're just you, you got. I always joke, calories don't count at Disney. You just can't. You can't go into it that. You can't go into that mindset. That's, it's a. That's a new. That's a good phrase that I can. I can throw in my tool belt now that I've been to Disney a couple times. Is calorie. We we. I said a, a couple days ago when we got back, I was like, man, ain't no tired like Disney tired. Like my feet, that's and my true. back were just oh screaming. And now calories don't count at Disney. I like that. Those are two good sayings. <laughs> that and also a T-shirt I saw a dad wearing. It said the most expensive day ever. <laughs> oh, it's such a uh, such a relevant. Oh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so relevant. Well, well, Jeremy, as we uh, as we work to close things down today, you know, in in your space and in your expertise, you know, what what words of encouragement would you offer people who are just trying to do better? as it relates to their strength and conditioning and their overall fitness. What, 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 what encouragement could you offer for people who are listening today? Experiment and find what works for you. And don't worry about what anybody thinks about that, because in reality, you're the one who's putting in the time and the effort and it's, it's just you alone. So 
there's, there's a lot of modalities out there. There's a lot of information out there. There's tons of advice that's going to send you a thousand different directions. You really just have to find what makes you happy and want to train everybody. What makes you look forward to training? And beyond that, it's, that's, that's the most important thing you can do because consistency is the name of the game here. And if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to want to do it. That's good stuff. Uh, that's, a great, that's a great close of your day. Jeremy, tell everybody where they can find you on uh, in, the, in the internet space, the wide world web, social media. Where, where can people connect with you at? So I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram, and I think both handles are 2-E-T-O-O-H-E-Y-S-P. Um, and, I, and I post a lot of stuff of what our athletes are doing. I try to try to share, you know, what we believe in, the movements we like, the way we progress them. I like to share several of the registered dietitians that I follow, their information. That way people also get a well-balanced approach to that as well. Good stuff. Make sure you guys check out my man online, uh, Instagram, Twitter. He drops some great content. He gets pretty fiery from time to time, too. I'll make sure I'll let you know that. He gets, he gets pretty fiery when, he, when he's calling out other people for some of the ridiculous things that they're doing in the, <laughs> in the strength and conditioning world. But, Jeremy, I appreciate you. I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate the work you do, the value that you add to our community. And I thoroughly enjoy chatting with you today on the podcast. Maybe we can dive deeper on some stuff uh, on another episode in the future. But uh, I want to respect our listeners' time and your time as well. Uh, so thanks so much for being here today. Jeremy, I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Hey, guys, remember, this has been another episode of the Let's Grow podcast. And uh, whether it be a solo piece or me introducing you to one of my friends, uh, I certainly hope that you've got some value for your time today. Uh, remember this until next time. Don't just go through life, grow through life, and everybody can encourage somebody. Love you guys, and we will see you soon. Hey, thanks again for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode and you received some value, could you do me a favor and share it with a friend? If so, I really, really, really appreciate you helping me get the word out about this podcast. As a reminder, this is your place for a shot of encouragement. And my goal is to simply leave you better than I found you. So my friend, I certainly hope that was the case for you today.